kind of in awe what you guys have accomplished. Okay? You guys have been talked about 2020 season for a long time. You had so much pressure poured on you since you were in middle school, since you're younger than that. I can't imagine being a high school kid, especially you seniors, with that kind of pressure on me. You guys have handled it so gracefully. Incredible at this point. I told you on Monday, I truly believe right now that the pressure is totally off. You guys made it here. Okay? You are now, you now have the chance to go out and do what you were absolutely born to do, play football. For one last time together as the 2020 football team. Yeah, I love what Sorg said last night. They're in their fifth year of football. They brought guys in this summer. They played football together. Some of these seniors played football together on their team for about three months. We have had guys that so many times that played in kindergarten for a long time, all the way through, played together. That's a huge difference. You guys have an entire community backing you. 56 years of Starfire football, guys who care and love this program and love you to death. All in your corner. You get tired of that. You think about that. All the guys, all the people look in the stands that have your back. The entire community is with you. The difference here is the love you guys have for each other. I say that, but I truly mean it. Some of you want her to be a state champion. You want her to be a state champion. But you want Gordon to be a state champion. You know, you want James to be a state champion. Studs, you want Bix to be a state champion. You guys want each other to have that glory. They care to talk about themselves being state champions, that's it. That's gonna be a huge difference right here. 48 minutes! Seniors, there's no week 16, there's no tomorrow. 48 minutes for the rest of your lives! You'll remember this forever! Forever! You can tell you that I remember that. Everything you have, every single play, every down, the guy beside you, that you grew up with, that you love. I'm so stinking proud of you guys. I love you guys. Thank you for everything you've done for me, the staff, this community, for each other. Let's go win state championship. Here we go. You're listening to the South Adams Football Podcast, the official voices of South Adams football. Put your foot on their throat and give them no chance, no hope. Could you play South Adams? You're going to get your butt kicked. You got me? Yes, sir. Here's the chance tonight to send a message to our sectional, to our conference, to the entire freaking state. This is our state. You understand that? Yes, sir. That was one hell of a break we took. <laughs> so how's your 2020 been? <laughs> and with that, ladies and gentlemen, we are back in the saddle again. Baleb, D-Block, good to be here again. Man, I would want to be nowhere else in the world right now. It's been a long time coming. We took the season off, uh, just like AC, and we decided that we... <laughs> Oh, man. Well, gentlemen, welcome back. Uh, just like Woodland, we decided to take the year off. <laughs> we have no rivalry with Woodland. Oh. And that's all that matters. We're back. We're back. And, man, we have a lot to recap. We're not going to do necessarily a recap of the entire year. Maybe just, um, I guess the purpose of this last show is to recap the last two years and kind of put a bow on this experience in general. Yeah. Yeah, the careers and the story and the narrative surrounding the 2020 season, uh, it's pretty remarkable, and it's worth celebrating, and that's what we're here to do. That's a good way to say it. The narrative and the story around it. It is the 2020 season, but it's also the 2019 season, and it's also the 17, 18 years leading up to that right and it's the history of the program as well kind of that story and where it was and where it is now so we just wanted to come on and do a brief recap and celebrate things that are worth celebrating i'm a big believer in that when your friends do cool shit you celebrate it and so that's what we're doing so looking back it's been about four or five days since we all were in indy together and kind of just give a recap where did we all come from um how'd we get there Personally, not as a team. We'll dive into that. But 
So even going back to the 2019 season, we had talked about how fun it would be just for us to go down to Lucas Oil and be there for the whole day and mm-hmm. celebrate with the team. And, um, you know, South Adams has never been to a state championship. And that's that's a really cool thing to be a part of. Yeah. Um, even though this is, we're a minimal part of that, but we still want to celebrate what's going on. And uh, we know Grant really well. So this kind of started last year just for us. So we've we've been on like the top of the wave, I guess. Yeah, this for has sure. been building for a while, well before we got involved. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's made it so cool is last year, I don't want to say it was a letdown last year when we didn't make it to state, but it kind of built the anticipation yeah. for this year. Because we talked about it every single week, like when we go to state, when we go to Lucas Oil, mm-hmm. and it happened this year. Yeah, like not only did it happen, but everyone was expecting it to happen. Which that's, that's a lot of pressure for a 16, 17, 18-year-old kid. That's a lot of pressure to say, oh, you failed because you didn't go to state. <laughs> what? Like that's yeah, that's a really high expectation. Uh, some of it has to do with how good they were last year. Yeah, even. absolutely incredible. So I, I arrived in Indy Friday night with my wife, and we met my family and went out to a nice dinner, St. Elmo's. Had a very, very chill evening. It was the night before the night, which is the most important night. And so I was mentally preparing, physically preparing, had the carb up. You know, you never know when you're going to get called in or called upon to do our part. And so I knew my voice is still recovering. I knew that we were going to be called upon to just yell as loud as we can. And I think we showed up for the task. I I know that we were louder than whatever they brought. I'm not quite sure what that was, but we, our fans showed up. So anyway, yeah, we we had a great night in Indy, and then we woke up that next morning kind of pre-gamed with some coffee and um, some Red Bull, about five of those, and I just, you know, I was ready. I was dialed in, laced them up, ready to go. Now, is it true that you actually slept in your girdle? Which night? When haven't you? (laughs) So this fun fact, so since the 2019 season started, I haven't not slept in the girdle. Mm-hmm. No. Thanks for clarifying. Yeah, my my weekend started uh, two nights before. Well, Tyler's too. Tyler and I watched um, like we always do. We watched Covenant Christian film Thursday night. Um, I mean, we just honed in on that. It was probably what our third or fourth game we've watched yeah. on them. Third, I think the Lutheran was the fourth. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, then Friday actually, my my girlfriend lives in Indy, and so I went down there on Friday. Your what? My fiance. Sorry. Fiance, a week ago, fiance. Congratulations, by the way. Yeah, thank you. So one of our first uh, engaged events was watching Starfire football. And uh, I've, I've for the last year and a half, I've had a Starfire football sticker on the back of my car. And she's like, why do you, what is that? Why do you have that? So she's heard about it for the last year. And then so now I've got, she got to see the, uh, the product, which was fun. So when we were at Lucas Oil, and I want to get back to how you got there too, Tyler, but I thought this was cool because it involves Jesse. We couldn't sit by each other because of COVID and we're roped off. And so we're texting each other throughout the game because we're there's like four seats in between us. And what did you say happened with Jesse after that first play of the game? No, it was when they were, it was on when everyone was running out in the pregame video and mm-hmm. stuff and everyone's kind of getting. And so she, uh, she actually went to Center Grove. They won state this weekend too. And, but she was a cheerleader in high school, like loves the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was crying when it all, all was taking place. I'm, I looked over, I'm like, oh my word. But yeah, she, she was loving it. That's awesome. And Tyler, how did you make your way down? Yeah, so after we got the tickets, um, we had to kind of decide how we we're going to get down there. And I know Yoder was going to come down on Friday night with Lindsay. And Caleb was on the south side of Indy coming up. So I woke up way too early on Saturday <laughs> morning. Uh, of a holiday weekend. I think I woke up like at six o'clock, yeah. but I didn't, all of us texted each other. We, none of us slept very well the night before. It's almost like we were playing. I mean, I woke up fully dehydrated, <laughs> just sweating. Um, so yeah, I got in the car, met Yoder at the hotel at 10 o'clock, yeah. 9.45, something like that. Then we walked over to the stadium, got in a really long line and uh, tried to get some concessions before the game and uh, it was a wrap from there. So our tickets were really good. We were on like the 30 yard line, pretty close to the field. So 
one thing that's really underrated is like even the national anthem singer, it just like reverberated oh, around yeah. the stadium. Absolutely. Um, so with it, you know, obviously with COVID, there was 8,000 people in the stadium instead of yeah. 70,000 or yeah. whatever. So it made for an interesting environment. It definitely was interesting. You could hear, there were several times that if you were the only person yelling, everyone could hear you. Oh, yeah. Do you want to talk about the first time that you yelled? Uh, was it the let's go right after the national anthem? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dead quiet. Yoder screams, let's, let's go. go. <laughs> I just wanted to let people know we were ready to go. And lo and behold, we were ready to go. So walking over to the stadium, uh, we were walking over and uh, Phil Provost was there and we were walking with Phil and we were kind of talking about some keys to the game and what do we think is going to happen. And Tyler and I both agreed. Um, Caleb, you were already at the stadium when we were walking over. We both agreed that this was going to be a hard game. And he said, finally, I'm talking to some people that actually understand the caliber team we're playing against. And I said something along the lines, and this is might get some eye rolls, but I said, I think the game might come down to, and Caleb, you said this before we got in there, how well our offensive line can do against their defensive line. Are we going to have enough protection to give Arnold time to pass the ball? And I think, I think we did. I think we got our stuff together, but I, I think that in a nutshell kind of summarized the entire game for me. Yeah. I mean, like Caleb brought up before, we watched four full games of Covenant Christian, and I'm sure the coaching staff watched their last two years' worth of games many times over. So we had a good feel of what they brought to the table. Um, they had they had some cats. They had oh, some yeah. cats for sure. And this is not to take anything away from our offensive line. Our offensive line freaking went you know they were in a battle all Scored game 40 points yeah like they it was nothing nothing no malintent towards them at all it's just they had some freaks on defense and it took us until halftime to figure it out kind of but i don't get ahead of ourselves but yeah and i mean to play off of that some of it too it's it's the yin and the yang of we the first two possession it worked out the first possession obviously which yeah. we can talk about that later because i still barely have my voice back yeah. from yelling after that first play but we got in this habit of the first three or four possessions of looking for the bomb. And it's like, that's not really fair to the offensive line yep. either. And finally, the second half, we got into more of kind of an underneath the uh, quick offense. outs. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not here to say there's any wrong coaching decisions, no. but, but when we're speaking about the offensive line, it's hard to hold a block for four seconds. It's hard to hold the block for two seconds. Yeah, exactly. Especially going against the state champions, you know, yeah, exactly. Like, these are the best linemen they're going to face all year. Right. Let's let's talk about the first play of the game. I've been a part of a lot of cool sporting events in my life, like a lot. That moment is a top five for me, a top five sporting moment that I've ever been a part of. The first snap, the pass to Warner, touchdown. I was going absolutely nuts, like absolutely nuts. Yeah, I was sitting beside Jesse, who has never seen this team play, never seen me watch them. And she doesn't fully understand why I'm so invested in this. And I jumped up and I said, I looked at her, I grabbed her by the face. And I said, we are the best team in the, I dropped a word I shouldn't have. I said, we're the best team in the state. And she goes, am I missing something? Does, do you have a sibling that plays on this team? <laughs> I'm like, no, like this, I was just amped for sure. It was amazing. The whole crowd was erupting. Like it was, it was just, it was Jubilee. And we need to even back up a little bit farther. So picture this. The entire row was six people. And it was all of our group combined, <laughs> six people. So I was in the middle, and I'm running back to the left to Caleb, running back to the right of Yoder, high-stepping. <laughs> oh, man, that was, that was a fun moment for all of us. But let's let's just talk about the season, I guess, in general. Before we do some just post game analysis, there's a lot to be celebrated with this team, right? I think the first one, I think that again is amazing, is the undefeated season. That's two in a row. That's amazing. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen at South Adams. I know that much. I've been. I was a part of four football teams there. We didn't come close to sniffing that. 
Yeah, back to back ACAC undefeated conference champions. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's that's the first goal is to win the conference. So if you can't dominate the teams that you are familiar with, it's hard to dominate outside of that. I think what's made it special too. I think what, there is ex, or there has been high pressure, but I think what comes with that, the fun part of that, is everyone in the community was on board in it the whole year, involved. Um, and I think like this is obvious now looking back, but I, the town of Burn has four thousand one hundred and fifty nine people, and I'm pretty sure they sold out thirty five hundred yeah. tickets. Like what? Yeah, I was we we text way too much about the game. I don't know if that's possible or not. But after the game, I I said I don't know that you guys can fully grasp how much this meant to the community. Yeah, like we were waiting outside of Lucas Oil. Excuse me, why I crack a Coke? <laughs> um, we were waiting outside of Lucas Oil, and there's thousands of people lined up. And like I'm walking through line, giving Warner a hug, giving Wanger a hug, like just celebrating the team celebrating the each process. other, the process just, it was, it was just a really cool event for the community. That's what I said to Jesse. I'm like, it's just kind of like a, in a way, kind of like a, a local Friday night lights. I'm like, we have the team. We kind of have the characters of this team. Like Grant is a hometown guy that's led the team so well. We've got the all American quarterback that has a 4.7 GPA probably going to Harvard. I don't know. And we've got Miller, that's a freak. We've got Stutzman, who I just envision is just like the ladies' man. I don't know that. But I, <laughs> with, with hair like that. You yeah, how be, can yeah. you not be? The salad. Warner is just a freak athlete. You've, I mean, every, it all just adds up to this team. It's like this pinnacle of yeah. what what's kind of come. Yeah, the dichotomy is really interesting. I, I viewed it almost as like me celebrating the Olympics. I don't know many of these guys personally at all. But it just felt like we were all rooting for the same oh, yeah. cause. Absolutely. And it just was this wave of just momentum and energy pushed by yeah. the community and the pride that the community took in this team. Well, and for us, it was the first, with everyone we went with um, outside of my family, that was the for, first sporting event we had been to since COVID. Yeah. So, like, it was like the common, just like all of that coming together at Lucas Oil, like, holy crap. Like, this is legit. And hats off to the IHSA. I mean, yeah, it was pretty well done, I thought. Yeah. Um, I know the last game went long because it kind of got backed out for cleaning, but they did a good job of making it all work. Yeah, I was impressed. The everyone and everyone followed the rules, too. Like it was it was really, really, really well done. So I had the opportunity and privilege of sitting right in front of my man Tony Sprunger at the game and which was wonderful because he actually had some amazing insights to the game that I wanted to have us dive into. So this is going to be a segment I like to call the South Adams Starfires game through the eyes of Tony Sprunger. About every other play and Tyler can attest to this was Yoder, Yoder, and then it would be followed by a statement. And the, one of the first ones was their secondary sucks. <laughs> Which after the first play, it did. <laughs> it did. But to be honest, like throughout the entire, I'm not even. It's not even a question. Arnold put up video game, video game numbers, state breaking, record holding numbers. Yeah, the, the my favorite was the classic, Michael. Hey Yoder, we need a score here. <laughs> <laughs> so that'd be good, and that would that would be amazing. Um, because. After we got off that hot start, our our wheels didn't necessarily fall off, but we stalled a little bit, right? And I remember sitting there and thinking to myself, this isn't even remotely close to over yet. I said, in my, I said uh, there was a lady, I don't even know who it was. She was sitting right below me. She goes, do you think we're okay? And I said, yes, if we're sitting with the same score uh, entering to the fourth quarter, I would start to worry. But in my head, what I was thinking was our defense just got off two stops going into the half. Uh, we held them to two field goals, which we were stopping them from scoring touchdowns with. I thought in my head, that's good. We're, we're keeping them out of the end zone. And we started to then move the ball going into half as well. Caleb and I talked about this a lot. The first half 
just went as about as poor. That that was the furthest spread the score could have possibly been. So their kicking game, uh, yeah. Covenant Christian's kicking game, just had us with terrible field position the whole first half. I think we started one drive outside of like the twenty five yard line. Every drive started in like the twenty, um, and and even when we did stop them, you know their field goal kicker came in and made two field 40 goals. 40 yarders. Yeah. So, I mean, their their kicking game was really a key to making us go 80 yards to score. Yeah. That's hard. I think if in the first half, I could be wrong on this. I'm just going off my head here. But, I mean, they basically had, let's just be honest, for high school football, they had freaking Deion Sanders in the backfield. He was, no disrespect to our guys, he's the best athlete on the field. And when – when we were looking at each other, it's like, if we can keep this guy from scoring a 70-yard touchdown, we win this game, or we can win this game. What's bizarre about that is we he we did. We contained him. I mean, he had 250 yards rushing, but after watching the game, there's only one or two that were for longer than 20 yards, yep. which is unbelievable. What is What we wouldn't have predicted, which was... Not, I don't, it's not frustrating. It's just the reality of it is we kind of stopped ourselves a few times with a, like we had a fumble. We had a holding call that took it to first and 35. We had, I mean, just a bunch of stuff where it's like, we haven't done that all year. And it was kind of fluke stuff, but it's like, man, that's four possessions in a row where we marched the, we had it inside the red zone, what, two or three times in the first half. Yeah. And we couldn't convert it. So it's like, on paper, we were down twenty-seven to six. I think it was at half, but it's like, really, it's in my head a tie ball. Twenty game. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's easy to sit here and say, I, I promise you, I didn't have a bad feeling at halftime. I wasn't happy, like I was sitting there, like, well, this kind of sucks, but we're gonna win this game. Like I still, I looked at the scoreboard. We had six points. Everyone in the stands knew we were gonna have to score more than twenty whatever points they had to win the game anyway. Our third quarter the entire year has been our quarter. Like we put up ungodly numbers in the third quarter every single game. Second half, we just turn it on. And so I guess I wasn't expecting what happened to happen the way it did. But holy cow, we come out second half and it's, it's, I was there and it's my home team. So it's hard to say, but like that is the most electric half of football I remember being a part of. Yeah, Caleb, Caleb and I kept saying, stop, score, stop, and then score again. <laughs> we just kept saying that, and it just kept happening. It was I, I think we stopped them five straight possessions, and some of those, you know, yeah. we intercepted them, I think, three times in the second half. Well, in the first half, I don't know if you guys remember me saying this to you, but it was our ball. It's like, do we punt it here? And honestly, we looked at each other. It's like, oh, yeah. well, they're going to freaking score. Like we, Because at that point, it didn't feel like we could stop them. And we came out in the second half, we stopped him five possessions in a row. That actually, that was the punt fake. I don't know if that was intentional or not. I haven't asked Grant that. But it was like a high snap, and we scrambled to the right. And I, I walked over before that play, um, and I said, I feel like this right here is, is the, the game. game. Yeah. If we don't convert here and they score one more time, I think it's out of reach. Which... We didn't, we didn't convert, or we did convert. We gave up the ball still, that possession. But we sucked some time off. Yeah, and they didn't score, and that was huge. So we go in the half. The crowd's deflated. Um, the fans are kind of deflated. Like, the whole place is, it just is not a good feeling. And it was their ball coming out yeah. the second half, too. Was, Jesse's mom was watching the game, and we're like, did you watch the third quarter? She goes, no, I turned it off at halftime. Like, it was over, right? And we're like, so outside people watching, that game's over. Yeah. I mean, pretty much, yep. right? I don't even know how I want to start talking about what happened in the second half. We just started playing more like ourselves. We did. And I mean, they realistically, the first half, we had all the things go wrong. They didn't have them. And it's like, yeah, they screwed up a few times, but it's like, it's, that's bound. It's how, that's how the game works. Right. So I, I do want to mention this. I didn't get audio of this, but this is just a testament to Grant and, I guess in his halftime speech, all he did was he went in there and read stats of individuals and the team to remind them of who they were because that's who they could play like. And it worked. He didn't have like your classic hype speech. He didn't have the classic like, 
hoorah, we're going to go out there and do better. It was a simple like, hey, you You're know good. how to do this. Yeah. You've been like, you put up numbers. You know how to tackle. You know how to contain. You know how to pass. You know how to pass block. Go be yourself. I mean, that's the message. We haven't been in on all the locker room speeches or all the practices, but you can just feel it from Grant. Like yeah. he just has faith in these guys. And it's like, what are you gonna, what are you gonna do? Yell at, let, yell at someone because they missed a block. What's that gonna do at that point in the game? So it's just, it's a testament to Grant. What a cool coaching style, and the guys have bought into that too, and it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's always cool when a coach knows his team, when he knows who he's working with, how he knows how to motivate. Coaches that just have one style, whether it's screaming or swearing, those guys kind of fade out and kind of go away, and no one really respects them. But the guy, the coaches who really truly know their players, can can get through in many different ways, um, and and. That obviously worked because the avalanche came after halftime. It, it, it did. It it truly did. Well, like they threw those two interceptions in their own inside their own twenty, which were huge. But our defensive line, for the first time, not to no shade at them, they they put a quarterback in the position for the first time where they they were he had to make poor decisions. He was physically shook. Like you could tell he. He was dropping snaps. He he wanted to be anywhere but on Lucas Oil Field in the third and fourth quarter. And it's bizarre not to throw their coach under the bus, but I know what you're gonna say. Why were they agree. why are they not just giving it to that kid? Number twenty. Yeah, he's a freak. Them going against the run game, I know we were gonna starfire someone else. It's gotta be that coach. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. Going against the run game is the dumbest decision that was made that entire state game. Yep. Now, granted, for a kid to run every play for an entire game and stay, I get it. It's tiring. You throw one pick inside your 10, you're really reconsidering dropping back again. And they did. And he's throwing sideways to our players. <laughs> oh, that that just should be on Shacked and a Fool. Man. Those interceptions, though. Do you remember how crazy we were going? I oh, couldn't, yeah. I, I could not believe it. On the drive where uh, Braden Gilbert had the interception, one I was cheering so hard for him because I'm sure that's every I'm sure that's his dream is to oh, yeah. score a touchdown in the state championship game. Like he's what a defensive lineman and I think plays O line too. Yeah. But that that was a cool moment and just to see how how pumped he was that was fun. The whole the whole second half it really was a tale of two games and I kept coming back to and. This is going to be the theme of hopefully the entire show of just how proud I was of that team and the coaches of just no quit. Like to be down that much and not quit is that's hard. I mean, they were getting their butts kicked, especially when you have just bad things go against you. Yeah. Like you can't control when the other team is kicking well. Yeah. You can't control that. Um, like missed tackles happen, good blocks happen, um, drops happen. It's part of the game, but everything in the first half went poorly. And the second half, we just started making our own breaks. And that's the sign of a great team. To recap the game, what were some of your highlights of the second half? I think my favorite play of the second half, other than the two interceptions, was uh, when I'm pretty sure it was Shock caught the long touchdown towards the end of the game to put us up, I think. Yeah, when uh, Arnold was rolling out to the right on no, a broken play. Are you that, talking that about was that the one? last one of the game. It was the yeah. last one of the game. And then because he got tackled on the two, yep. we got we we scored it, and then we had the two-point conversion then. Yeah. But that that play was phenomenal. I think he kind of let up at the end of there. It actually ended up being a smart play, but I don't think he did it on purpose. Yeah. Well, he's gassed. Like, hey, been there. <laughs> I was tired just from yelling. <laughs> so I'll say this, though. Uh, Trey didn't get a ton of our uh, airtime last year, and the dude has been strong this yeah, year. He's what really a, stepped he, up, man. Offensively, he's the most improved. Oh, for sure. And Braden Bixler, too, was solid, and he didn't get a, a lot of uh, offensive awards from us last year either. I think one of my favorite things that's going to get lost in the shuffle is – Alex Gorney, just un completely unafraid. So 15 on the other team was just talking all game. And Alex was just like, hey, I'm here. I'm here for the whole game. I'm here. 
just it's amazing i just for some reason my eyes were just drawn even like before the snap yeah it's like he's he's in his coverage oh, yeah. and he's just like i'm here yeah was i'm it, ready to play was it gorney they had to like hold back on that one play <laughs> where he was like literally in that guy's face <laughs> i think some of my favorites obviously the long passes were electric but i loved watching towards the end just the defensive line get pressure and watching nick miller literally like single-handedly just blow up their backfield and cause havoc which would cause interceptions or just tackles for losses, just those types of things. The little things, the micro of the game, it was really fun to be there in person and just kind of be able to break it down on the fly. That's that's really what I enjoyed. So there was not one or two or three or four plays that won or lost this game. I mean, I think South Adams averaged over seven yards per play. Um, so there was just so many big chunk plays. I mean, Somerset had over a hundred yards rushing and at the beginning of the game, their defense, it seemed like they were blitzing one more person than we were having block. We had negative four yards at half. Rushing. Yeah. And then the second half, he just took over. Well, one possession, it was all Somerset. Yeah. Uh, the other thing too, and I'm beating a dead horse here, but the, f- <laughs> The fact, it's even crazy saying after this kid had 250 yards rushing, but the fact we contained that Micah kid, number 20, for the most part, like, especially in the second half, like, we contained him. Like, we had him for probably four or five zero-yard games in a row, which is unbelievable because that kid's a freak. He's going to play play football at the next level. The one play I remember he ripped off to the right and then cross-field all the way to the left and set him up for the game-winning Yeah. um, like that was, we we just couldn't we couldn't contain. That leads us to we score, and there's a minute left. The decision happens. Everyone knows we went for two. Pitch to Somerset. We get stuffed about the two yard line, and the rest is history. And immediately, immediately after the game, you know, several people are like, hey, was that the right call? Was it not the right call? Should we have done that? Shouldn't we have done that? I think that's silly. That's I, I immediately looked over to you guys. Tyler, I go, you shoot your shot. You're there. You shoot your shot. What was cool, and I texted you guys after the game as well, because in the post game, there were several players that said during summer when they were running two-point conversions, Grant would always tell the guys, this is how we're going to win state. So they had been practicing that two-point conversion to win state all year. Grant said in a post-game interview, that it wasn't even a question. Like there was no decision to be made. They're going for two. Yeah, and what's kind of funny is I think it was one or two possessions even before that, us three were still talking about if we score and t- and and we're, you know, tie it or whatever, are we going to go for two? And all three of us were like, "Yes. Our offense is lighting them up." Yeah. Our strongest unit is our is our offense. You always go down shooting your shot with your best unit. And it the reality was it was probably going to come down to a two-point conversion anyway if it goes in the overtime or it's going to come down to us stopping their run game and neither one of those were happening very well anyway. And so you we were in the driver's seat. We had no better place to be. That's it's on us, not on them. We're going to win this or lose this on our terms. Yep. And I mean everyone can be a Monday morning quarterback on the play call. I think it was, I mean, the possession before, the how we scored that touchdown was a similar play call. And then all year long, uh, so, I mean, during the play, it was a pitch to, to the right side, and uh, Somerset had the option to basically to stretch it long or to cut it upfield. All year long, he runs that kid over, gains an extra two yards, it's a touchdown. That kid stood, I mean, it was a stalemate, and he tackled him. I mean, so it's a good play. I mean, you can't. It happens. Yeah, it happens. You get tackled. I mean, that's what the game is. There's uh there's no blame to go around. Yeah. What's interesting is the play in the formation or the formation that they ran to score the touchdown was yep. the exact same formation. Yep. Absolutely. And Covenant Christian wanted nothing to do with that. Nope. Like they put several. up zero resistance yep. on that. Like several. it was just they got manhandled in the middle. They had ran that formation several times and they weren't even coming close to stopping it. Covenant Christian. Like not even close to stopping that formation. When we, I had, I hadn't seen that formation much this year. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention. But when we were when we were running it, I was like, "What are we doing? Like we, 
we're a spread team and so when we packed it in it looked weird to me but then we were gaining like seven yards on third and one yep and it, so it, it was working so you can't i mean you go with what's working right so just to continue the celebration of of this group we're just going to read some stats to you guys um a lot of you will know these, but it's still fun to listen to them again because you almost have to d- hear it multiple times to believe it. I mean, this group cemented their name on the all-time records list at South Adams. They 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 own most of the records, yeah. and so we're celebrating that. So I'll start off first. Uh, running back Christian Somerset, second in South Adams career rushing yards, 2,814. Unbelievable. Arnold, James Arnold, uh, ended his career first in South Adams career passing yards with 9,542 yards. And we don't know this, but that's got to be on somewhere on the state record list too. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, Stutzman, first in SA career receiving with 2,377 yards. Classmate Nick Miller, Second in South Adams career receiving yards, only behind Drew Stutzman. Nick finished with 2,300 yards receiving. Junior Aiden Warner, third in South Adams career receiving yards with just a couple hundred yards less than the previous two with 2,053. That gets interesting because does he play quarterback next year? Does he play receiver and break those records? Who knows? Uh, Trey Shock, seventh in career receiving. 1,128 yards. Switching to defense, Austin Gorney, third in career tackles, 336 tackles. That is, that's amazing. My boy again, Aiden Warner, first in South Adams career scoring with 328 points. What makes that unbelievable is we get to see him in action again next year to add to that list. Somerset again on the list, second in SA career scoring with 276 points. Study. Drew Stutzman, third in career scoring, 258 points. Nick Miller, sixth in South Adams career scoring with 188 points. And uh, I'm going to add my own in here. I think we can maybe agree that he might be first in the all-time South Adams best players of all time list. Yeah, he's he's got to be up there. I'm, it, I don't know. I've never watched South Adams history, but how can you get much better than Nick Miller? Right? And then... We'd be remiss if we didn't talk about some of the state championship records that they set. James Arnold, 480 yards passing in the state championship game. 480. I, I can't even wrap my mind around that number. Well, what's, what's really funny, I, you might have said this exact same thing, and I was listening to a podcast from our season last year, and Arnold had like 358 yards. Yoder, I think you said, I can't even wrap my head around that number, and he had more than 100 yards more than that. He's a freak. We'd be also remiss if we didn't talk about the longest play in 1A state championship history. Come on, man. First play of the game. We were seven seconds in. Is that what it was? Seven seconds in. Just what an all-around amazing group of dudes, amazing season, amazing game. Uh, Just there's there's nothing. There's nothing that I wish would have been different except that we would have won. Yeah, it's created for us. Like, I mean, we've kind of blown it up a little bit, but... It's like a storyline, and there's been characters created. Yeah. And, I mean, I text Yoder this uh, one or two days ago. Like, I'm going to miss it. Like, No, for sure. I Two years ago, Tyler and I said, because Yoder's kind of into the podcast game, it's like, yeah, sure, we'll join you doing this. Like, we don't know anything about South Adams sports. And <laughs> we were yelling. I, I've yelled like that one other time, and it's when my brother played at North Carolina and hit a three-pointer against the Tar Heels. And it's like, all right, that's one of the bigger sporting venues in the world. And I'm watching South Adams, who I didn't even know 15 months ago, and I'm yelling for them. So I text Yoder a couple days ago. I'll read the exact text I sent him. I said, these kids have no idea who I am, and I'll still probably bring them up at some point over the next 60 years of my life. I, it's hard to put into words how much impact this team has had I was getting texts throughout the game from people from all across the United States. I'm not making that up. Um, several people, Derek Moser said, we're all Starfires today. Just random people that I've had contact with throughout my life that were cheering for the Starfires. Yeah. 
and it had nothing to do with me. It, it just, this team and this story that this team represented small town USA against freaking covenant Christian an indie school an indie yeah. school like David versus Goliath, you know? Um, and, and we, we were there with them. We belonged. So it's not every day that 16, 17, 18 year old kids inspire adults. Yeah. Um, and it was an inspiring, it was an inspiring couple seasons. It was a very inspiring game. You know, co- the coaches cliche is always, you know, we were gritty, we were tough, we were hard nosed, we had mental toughness, but it all shows on how you play. That's mm-hmm. that, that really at the end of the day, you're down 27, six at half, nothing's going right. Their ball to come out of the second half, real easy to roll over. And they came out like they wanted it as bad as anything they wanted in their life. And it, it was inspiring. So kind of give our backstory of how this thing even happened. Uh, in 2005, I graduated from South Adams and I made my way up to Bethel college in Mishawaka. I didn't have a ton on me. I brought some CDs, my clothes, but one thing I also brought was my highlight football tape of South Adams. I made people watch it obviously because coming out of high school, I was super proud of not necessarily the team, but it was cool that I had a highlight tape. Well, a year or two in, I meet these guys that are sitting next to me and they become some of my best friends, lived with them for a couple years at college and it became apparent really quickly that one, um, South Adams was not good at all. And two, um, my athletic ability and or talents, they were in pale comparison to a lot of people around me. So Caleb, you played what football one year and your all state had ton of records, yada, yada, yada. Tyler, you're one of the best all time at Penn and continued that on at Bethel. You both did freak athletes. And I moved away from South Adams and it became apparent that the team that we had sucked. And that's not like, I'm not just saying that, like we were bad. Like we won two games my senior year, maybe one game the year prior, we were bad. And through time, I became jaded towards what was the program of South Adams football. Fast forward a couple years, one of my best friends takes over the program, Grant Mosier. And that starts to spark my interest again, because when your friends do cool things, you start to pay attention. And I want to cheer them on because that's what good friends do. And something happened after Grant took over as coach. I would like to say, I was thinking about this, I was writing this down today, that a lot of people started to have hope in the program. And then what that breeded was a belief in the program that this team could be something special. And two years ago, I started to believe that. And I asked you guys, hey, I think this was before the season. I think this year has a year for something special to happen. And we started watching games on Friday night. And we, to be fair, we kind of went into this because we all poked fun at each other from 10 years prior, Absolutely. 15 years prior. So we're like, yeah, dude, I'm sure. Let's oh, yeah. watch your highlight film again. Like that. Yeah. I'm not saying we didn't go in. Like we definitely learned to love them. At yeah. first, we were like, "All right, yeah, I'm sure you're. I'm sure they're great, man." Yeah, like we no it. The show started as a satire. Like, it was maybe hard to pick up on sometimes, but it fully started as a satire show. Like, we were fully making fun of Grant's Pond and people for making fun of Grant's Pond, <laughs> which is now full of water. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry. But what happened over two years is not only me, but an entire community and then people outside the community started to take note of what was happening. And so like without being too sentimental, like Grant restored hope into me and gave me pride where there wasn't any anymore. And that's something that's hard to do. That was being texted to me by a ton of people, like a ton of people that we went to high school with were texting back and forth over the weekend. Like I'm proud to be a Starfire. And we hadn't said that for a long time. I think too. So when I was, uh, Penn went to the state championship, not to make this about Tyler and I, but Penn went to the state championship in 95, 96, 97, 98. Like they were, they were dominant back in the late nineties. And that's when we were 10, 11, 12 years old. And I think what's going to be, as you look to this next, we played when we grew up playing football, we were 
we got to emulate. We're we've got to pretend we were those guys on the state championship yeah. field. So I think this is going to just show for the next 15 years yeah. that these guys are the the guys and the kids in third grade right now are going to pretend they're Nick Miller for the next yeah. 10 years of their life. Yeah. So I think that's that's going to show a lasting effect in this program. Yeah, it's going to be fun. You know, kids are going to be fighting over the number 15 practice jersey, the number three practice jersey, <laughs> yeah. the number 12 practice jersey. That's that's really, really cool. That's a special thing. Before we get out of here, I just want to say a special thank you to the players. Uh, this has been an incredible ride. Thank you for all your hard work, your dedication. You made our Friday nights fun for two years. We weren't doing much, and uh, you gave us something to look forward to, and that's been awesome. Thank you for what you've done for the community. That's been amazing. Thank you to all the coaches. Uh, you guys have poured in a ton of time away from your family, away from your own kids to invest into these kids' lives, and that's been awesome. And Grant, I'm really proud of you, man. We went head-to-head in a lot of things in life, and it was fun not competing with you anymore, but cheering you on. And as a friend, super proud of you, man. Congratulations on a fantastic season and a great run to the state. From the old man at the 18-yard line leaning on the fence. So very proud to be a Starfire. Hello, Starfire Nation. This is Brent Bauman here to say a few words about this season. All of you young men need to realize one simple fact. You were a freaking legendary squad of ruthless animals that got unleashed onto the gridiron every week and were relentless in your efforts to win by any means possible. I think it's safe to say all of us from SA Nation couldn't be more proud of you and that you'll be etched in the halls of history. Much love for all of the coaches and staff as well. Your sacrifice for these boys is equally as admirable, and we could never have made it as far as we did without you. P.S. I can't wait to give one of my dearest friends, Coach Mosier, a big hug and a tummy rub for all he's done for this program. He's an icon in the making. Go Starfires! Hope you win next year. You did a good job on football last time. Starfire football. In a year that was trying and exhausting, thank you for giving our community so much fun to look forward to every Friday night. Tony and Kay Mellencamp, along with all of the East of Chicago employees, want to thank the South Adams Starfires for a great season. From Coach Mosier all the way down, You gave us so much to root for, and we are so proud of you. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, South Adams football players and coaches for giving us such an awesome season to watch. We enjoyed every game, every moment, and are so proud of our South Adams Starfires. Congratulations, Starfires. You guys are amazing. It was such a fun game to watch, and we're so proud of you. Just pray as you go on in life that you will always remember this and how, how much fun it was. And we're proud of the coaches and all they have done, too, and um, how much they loved you and taught you. I'm the play. Stop football for next year when I grow up. Hey, South Adams football. Coaches, players, uh, managers, all of you. What a great season. I cannot tell you enough how this season has helped to redeem 2020. It has been so much fun watching you play, getting into the spirit of football, and I'm not even much for football, but you guys made it so great. Thank you for the effort, for the determination, for your countless hours of practice and hard work, and for being an inspiration to everybody. You guys are amazing. Dear Starfire football players and coaches, Joy Lehman here. Thank you for the wonderful year. On the nights that I couldn't get a ticket, I contemplated sneaking in and hiding in the trees, but my husband reminded me I'd be in the back of a cop car and miss the game. Once you have been a part of SA football, you love it forever. You have brought such joy each week and gave us something to look forward to in this bleak year of 2020. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you. I love you guys. These past eight months with COVID have been such dark days, it seems, but South Adams football brought true joy to so many people 
young and old. I have loved seeing my fourth graders, seeing it through their eyes, come to school on Monday mornings. So excited, talking about the game. And to them, you guys are celebrities. That second half in the state game, showing how you fought through adversity and did not give up. And every single player went above and beyond. Um, to me, that was the victory. And everywhere I go in the community, I get stopped. And everyone talks about how very proud they are. So I just want to thank all of you players for sharing your talents and the coaches for all the time you give. And thanks for bringing um, joy to this community. And we are so very proud of you. Hey, congrats, 2020 South Adams football. You guys had a wonderful year. State runners up, can't take that away from you. You guys set the stage for South Adams. You guys put South Adams back on the map. You guys set out a, to a goal to make it to state, and you guys knocked it out of the park. You guys fought all game. You guys made everyone proud. Your coaches, your parents, alumni, and the community. Hopefully you guys can, can take this with you and enjoy what you have done. You guys made history. Hopefully, as you continue out to the school year, seniors and upperclassmen, just keep keep your heads up, keep doing the, the right thing, and thank you for a wonderful season. And looking forward to Friday night. Go Stars. Yeah, this is Brent Kunkel of the uh, head coach of the Bluffton Tiger football program. I just wanted to say thank you for all you guys do covering sports in our area. Uh, I also just want to say how much I've enjoyed watching Grant uh, Mosier coach this past few years. I think he's an early uh, coach of the year candidate. Uh, just appreciate all you guys are doing. Um, I think he's a pretty great guy. Thank you. Oh, my word. What an incredible season. Who am I kidding? What incredible careers you guys have all had. I really couldn't be prouder of each and every one of you and the true grit that you've shown time and time again that doesn't stop on the football field, and I know that you'll carry that fight in you through everything that you do. Watching you guys grow from middle school football players to the men you are now has been such a unique and tremendous opportunity for so many people. Keep pushing, keep grinding. Um, you're, you're amazing. You're going to do incredible. It doesn't stop here. Coaches, I've got such a deep respect for each and every one of you. Your impact goes far beyond the practice field and the games and everything in between. I love you all. I'm so proud of you. Grant, I feel so honored to have witnessed your growth as a coach when we had a rough start in the 2015 season. And to see where you are now and what you've accomplished is so special. And Cal, of course, I love you so much. I'm so, so proud of you. Good job, boys and coaches, for an amazing season. Thank you, coaches, and thank you, players, for um, giving us Starfires a show to watch. You guys did amazing in the state game. Keep your heads up high, and let's go, Stars. <laughs>